Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. The Lord is faithful and good. And I want you this morning, if you're not in that place, you say, oh, I don't know if God is going to see me through. This morning, I just I love how all the songs were talking about the power of God, who God is, the victory that we have in Jesus, and that we should begin to praise and that we would praise him. And sometimes, may I just say this? Can I suggest this? It says in uh, Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It goes on to say, hey, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. He is here. Be, be even keeled. I know it's so hard. And then he says that we should bring our prayers, our supplications with thanksgiving to the Lord. It says, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Then verse 8 talks about all the different things that we need to think on. And not just when we start to think on the negatives, it says to think on those things that are of virtue and of, are of good report, that are praiseworthy. Listen, even when you don't see the answers yet, let me suggest to you this, begin to praise the Lord. The Lord is saying, hey, your supplications, your anxieties, the worries that you have, bring them to me with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. The Lord desires for there to be a praise that goes up to him that we can already begin to say, Lord, I thank you for the things that are not yet, but will be because you are in control. I am leaving it in your hands. Lord, I will praise you. I will praise you. The God that we serve is a mighty God. And I, and I, I just I want to say this. I believe that in these last times, if we, as his children, give him opportunity to work through us, that God will work through us powerfully and wond wondrously. That there will be answers to prayers. Maybe prayers that you have prayed already and you're just saying, God, I don't, I've prayed this prayer many times. I believe that in these last days that the Lord is going to confirm the gospel with signs following and that the prayers that you may have prayed in the past begin to thank the Lord. Lord, these things will come to pass. I'm bringing them before you. And the Lord is saying, I want to do this. I will do this work now. That we would give him opportunity to work through us in these last days. The Lord is coming soon. And we should lift up our heads, rejoice that our redemption is drawing nigh. And... With all of that, the Lord would have us accomplish a work yet. And the people that are around you, the people that you interact with, the people that you connect with, the Lord wants to do a work through you. Lord, do a work through me. Do a work on me. Do a work through me. In the power of the Spirit of God, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, just a few announcements this, this, uh, for this week. Um, our prayer times are as, as they have been. 
there has not been a change in our prayer time for for years has not changed even though over this last year and a half our prayer times have not changed come it was so good on Tuesday morning when I got here on Tuesday morning and there was I think uh, 11 women almost yeah I think there was 11 women here in prayer on Monday night as I came together there was a dozen of us and there was a, a few guys missing and there were a dozen of us as we had gathered together in prayer and I just thank God that we can gather together come let us pray so we are prayer times Monday to Saturday on Sunday mornings come join in the doors are opening earlier uh, with the, the worship team here Come in the sanctuary and begin to pray for the service. Pray for what the Lord puts on your heart. Pray in the spirit, um, but pray. Even Sunday mornings, come early and pray. I just thank God that um, this Wednesday, uh, we are able to bump it up to 25% per room, which will allow us uh, about 80, almost 80 here in the sanctuary. Uh, and... We can have 80 in the uh, gym. The gym is just so, so you guys know, there's so many in the gym as well. So I just thank the Lord for uh, for you this morning as you've chose to come. I need to be in the house of the Lord. I need to come into the house of the Lord. And I just thank God for the capabilities that we have at this time, Internet. For those that are either live streaming right now, there's a live stream going out. And uh, for those that can't make it in or, or working or whatever, or watching the service afterwards, uh, I thank God for the capabilities that was not there a year and a half ago. It started a year and a half ago uh, with the things, things being put into place, and the Lord prepared us beforehand. Praise God. Praise God for that. Come on out uh, so, uh, Wednesday night as well, 7 o'clock. Come. Uh, two things happening this next week. Uh, one, uh, we have a, 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 just a short work B uh, that we postponed from uh, this past Saturday. Uh, it shouldn't take us that long, but if you're able to help, uh, let me know. Uh, we're going to be uh, cleaning out the flower bed and doing a little bit of trimming and uh, clean up uh, as we head into the summer. Uh, so if you can help out, 9 o'clock on Saturday morning and 10.30, um, young adults are here meeting together as well as uh, following young adults at 1 o'clock, uh, for those of you, whether you, uh, some of you know Lynn and Denny Audette. Uh, Denny went home to be with the Lord on Tuesday. And probably for me, I, I just as I spoke with uh, Lynn on, um, it was yesterday, uh, she said, the Lord was prompting me. The nurse had said he's got another two or three days left. Let me just say this briefly. There was such a work that the Lord did in Denny's life and heart just in the last two years. He was uh, 72 years of age. But in the last two years, the Lord did a, a powerful work in his heart spiritually. And he got baptized about two years ago. And uh, there was a public confession of his faith. And, um, and even with that, the, as cancer 
grabbed a hold and we prayed. We prayed. Uh, we don't always understand the ways of the Lord. But I'll tell you right now, he is with the Lord. And Lynn said she felt strongly. The, the nurse had said two, more, two or three days and, and probably before he leaves. And she felt the Lord saying, you need to call up because he's only got a short period of time. I re received a call on Tuesday morning and uh, went over. And uh, she had called his brother as well, her brother-in-law. He came. Her son was already there. And so the four of us were in that uh, room together at, at their house in the bedroom. I have never experienced this, this thing of just the, the peace and the presence of the Lord there. And to be, it was just, I, I shared with it on, on Wednesday night, but there was such, the timing of the Lord was, was amazing. And so we got there, and, and so the nurse was, had come just before for us, and, and, um, and then she, she stepped out of the room. And there was an opportunity just to speak into his, his life, to pray for him. And the very last thing that I said to him and to those, I said, unless there's a miracle now, I said, Denny, you will probably be going to see the Lord before me. When you see Jesus, give him, give, give him a hug for, for me, for us here. And within probably 20 seconds after that, he was gone. It was like the Lord. There was just one little tear. He couldn't say a word anymore, but there was just a tear. That was that at one one point as I was speaking to him and, and praying, I, I just I, I looked and there was the, the tears were welling up into his in his eyes and just one trickled down the, uh, on the side of his face as he was in his only the only way he could say he was saying. I believe in Jesus, I believe what you are saying, and I there was no fear. It was more a thing of I, I I'm just I'm looking forward to being with the Lord. I thank the Lord. What a, the most, let me say, it was the most beautiful time that I've been with somebody that's passed away. Just, once again, the peace of God. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So this Saturday, we have a memorial service. And uh, so, come. Come, be a part of, of that service. And, uh, uh, you might say, hey, I don't know Lynn or, or Denny. I didn't know them. Uh, come anyways to support and just to pray and just to be there uh, for that service. One o'clock this Saturday. And uh, I just, I thank God. What a, what a testament of who God is in our life as believers, as believers. What a beautiful thing. Praise the Lord. Um, one other announcement for the worship team that's including not just the singers and musicians, but the tech team as well. There's going to be a short uh, meeting in the uh, library, I believe. So uh, if you could meet there afterwards for that, uh, that short meeting. Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise God. Praise God. Um, before we start, I'm just going to, I want to open our just pray, and, and I want to thank the Lord uh, also for your giving. Uh, 
and things have been done differently. Uh, if you want to give, you can give. There's a, there's a plate in the back of the sanctuary here uh, on your way out. Uh, there's uh, envelopes and things in the, in, the, in the chair in front of you or behind you. Uh, but so many of you have been giving by e-transfer. And I think it's give, give or giving at lighthouseniagara.com. So uh, thank you for your faithfulness in giving that we can give unto the Lord in these, uh, at the, these times. And so much is being accomplished with that. I've been saying that now for a long time. And I just say thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of, of my brothers and sisters and of this family of God here as we give unto the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Lord, you want to speak into our hearts this morning. Lord, even as has been prayed earlier before the service even started, I pray for an anointing. The anointing that breaks the fetters, that breaks chains, that breaks yokes, that would hold us and confine us. Lord, the anointing that lifts burdens off of shoulders. Lord, the weights that we may carry, I pray right now in Jesus' name, let the anointing of your spirit come. Lord, let it be upon us at this time. Lord, that we would hear the word. And Lord, that we'd not just hear the word, but that we would do the word in these last days. Lord, it is a shelter. It is a covering for us. It is a blessing to us as we hear Grab a hold of the word and we do it, Lord. There is a hundredfold that comes with it, Lord. We pray, let there be a, a work accomplished at every age, regardless of what stage we are at spiritually. I pray, Lord, let there be a work accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> he must increase, I must decrease. And I'm just being told, yeah, for the uh, five-year-olds to the grade fours, I uh, see Miss Betty, and you can head up. So all uh, the kids that are in the gym section too, uh, five-year-olds to grade four, just follow Miss Julie as she comes. She can, she'll take you through. Um <clears throat> It was John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, that said, he must increase, I must decrease. This morning, uh, that that would be the case with us in our lives. Uh, I want to start off by saying we are, we are coming. Last week was the, the first day of summer. And uh, so we are, we're coming into a period of time where oftentimes, you know, things wind down in church. And uh, last year, it was, no, 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 we need to ramp things up. And this year, I say again, I know there's been a lot of confinement and whatever restriction. And I know that, that uh, some of you will have opportunity or make opportunity to get away and, and do whatever, whether it's a day trip or whatever, take those times. And, and even whether you're with someone else, your family, whatever, uh, with your on your own, hey, take some time to rest. But in the midst of this, in the coming uh, weeks and months of summer here, that there would be a work that would continue on 
that Jesus would increase in our lives, that we would decrease. Not my will, Lord, not my will, your will be done. The plans and purposes that you have for me, Lord, let them be done. Jesus, you would increase to the point of being Lord in my life. If he's not Lord in your life, or he might be Lord in certain areas like Sunday morning, Jesus is Lord in my life. But I'm talking about every day of your life, every moment of your life, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you're whatever you're doing, whether you're cutting the grass or, or shopping or whatever, Jesus, that you are Lord in my life. Your will be done. That there would be a lifting up of Jesus. That he would be lifted up. He would increase in our lives before us and who we are. That we would put Jesus first in our lives. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. The Father is the one <clears throat> that promised that the Holy Spirit would come. I received that promise. And Jesus baptized me in the Spirit of God, in the Holy Spirit, that I would be a witness unto you. One of the things of lifting up Jesus and when, we're, when we love somebody or somebody has done something tremendous in our lives, there's a, there's an, a recognition, there's an acknowledgement of that person, that individual. And, and with the recognition and acknowledgement, as we would speak of that person, there's a lifting up of that person. And so when we lift up Jesus, it's also in our speech, it's in our, our conduct, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be that person that would conduct himself and herself the way I need to as a follower, a disciple of Jesus. This is how a disciple of Jesus works when, when we are at work, wherever it may be. This is how, this is how a disciple, a follower of Jesus is at home. This is how a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus is wherever we may be, that there is an acknowledgement of Jesus, a lifting up and exalting of Jesus. The Holy Spirit helps us in this as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to lead that we can lift Jesus up in the lives of others. And this summer, I take every moment, even when we're outside, you now cutting the grass, if, if there's a, my neighbors, if they're out, and I, there's a catching, if they're looking at me and there's a catching of the eye, hey, you can stop what you're doing to have that conversation and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You say, Pastor, really? If you are willing to be used by the Lord to lift Jesus up, that he would increase, I decrease what I need or want or whatever that it be, would Lord your will be done and the most important thing the most important thing is that Jesus that Jesus would be known by those that don't know Jesus that we would be able to share Jesus with others and I'm, I'm saying this to my wife um, 
a few weeks back, our uh, neighbors, we, got, we were outside, we were all staring up at the sky. I don't know if you, a, a few weeks back, there was this, some experiment they were doing in, uh, down south, and they were shooting up a rocket with some substance in it, and they were checking, they were trying to check out uh, the magnetic uh, whatever. And so we had come home, and, and, or we were, we were looking outside, and, or we had, I don't know, there's, anyways, one of our neighbors, or two of our neighbors were looking up at the sky. So I went over, and I couldn't see anything. What are you guys looking at? What's, what's going on, you know? I don't see anything. Oh, hey, they're going to be sending a rocket up. And, and But as we, sat, as we stood outside, pretty soon others, you know, they're probably looking out their window. Hey, what's going on? Everybody's looking at the sky. They come out. What was concluded from that, that time out was this. Hey, you know what? When we have opportunity, like we live on a cul-de-sac. There's a, an island right in front of us. And the suggestion was made by one of the neighbors. This thought has crossed my mind many times over the years. I hadn't done it yet. I know most of our neighbors, uh, definitely the ones right around us, but even down the street, know them, but have never, we've never done anything like having a block party. Hey, we need to have a block party this summer when things open up to get together and have everybody get together. See, to take the opportunity, Lord, I need to connect with the unbeliever. Because the most important thing is, does Jesus, is Jesus known by them? Do they know Jesus for eternal life? I'll tell you, when that trumpet sounds, I will not want to be left behind. Because what I've seen in the last year and a half and the things that are going on in, in, at this point in time, the things that are being decided and, and, and by our government and governments and all around the globe, I, I say, hey, we're living in the last days. There's a work that needs to be done that Jesus would increase in our lives to take the opportunities. So I'm looking forward to going to my neighbor who had suggested. I thought it's a good thing they suggested because I am tying in, hey, this is what you suggested, let's do it. I'm right there, let's do it. Saying to Julie, you got to do this. I look forward to the gathering and specifically for the case of what the Holy Spirit will do as we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit as Jesus was for there to be a lifting up of Jesus Jesus said, as you, as I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. I know that you have, may have loved ones, relatives. You have friends, neighbors that don't know Jesus. We need to lift Jesus up at this time. He must increase. I must decrease. John the Baptist. And, and today, we're, we're going to look at, at two main characters. Um, and I, two weeks ago, I talked about the rich young man. I'm just going to touch on him again briefly, but also on John the Baptist. Two very different individuals. Both of them desiring that people would, desiring eternal life. The rich young ruler 
What must I do to, to have eternal life? So in Mark 1, verse 1, it says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. You might say, where is it written in the prophets? The next, what I'll say, it says, Behold, I'll send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. That was the very, or the last uh, book of the Old Testament, Malachi 3, verse 1. And that was about 400 years before John came it says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare uh, the way, who will prepare your way before you. And here John is saying, I am that messenger. He was the messenger, the forerunner of Jesus, was prophesied 400 years prior. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all in the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. So it was a baptism of repentance. So one of the things they would do is they would confess their, their sin. Hey, this is what I've done. And he would baptize them. And... It, he was proclaiming that there was one coming. And it says, it says, now, John was clothed with camel's hair and with leather, a leather belt around his waist. He was not like the, the young rich ru ruler. Clothed with camel's hair. Hey, guys, wouldn't you want to have a, a camel hair outfit? It's like, really? And a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts. And wild honey. So I guess it's okay. And I know there's uh, some that eat various insects. Uh, I've, yeah, I'm not sure I could handle eating a locust. I don't know about you, but I'm just not into eating bugs. Uh, with wild honey. Maybe that might make it more palatable. I don't know. But locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, there comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. And I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So I'm baptizing you in water, but there is one coming that will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. In verse 9 it says, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. So Jesus was baptized. Now, you may say, well, didn't Jesus, why? This was a baptism of, of as they would confess their sins. Did Jesus, Jesus never sinned. And in fact, John and some, one of the other gospels or some of the other gospels are saying, hey, no, 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 I can't baptize you. You need to baptize me. And Jesus says, let it be that all righteousness should be fulfilled. Because water baptism is symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why people get baptized as we would baptize. He says, hey, I want you to go out. I want you to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was saying... I'm getting baptized, and it was, he was saying, I am going to die, I'm going to be buried, and I'll be raised on the third day. 
There was a professing of this even in his in the baptism. And even as he came out of the water, it says immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. The Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove, very gent gently. A dove is extremely gentle. The Holy Spirit is gentle. Then a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Immediately, the spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. We'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. May I just say this? The first thing is Jesus was brought into the, the wilderness and, and immediately Satan came to attack him. And this, he came even, even, even as he would be there for 40 days without water or food. Getting weaker and weaker by the day, physically perhaps, probably. And yet, here, Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, overcomes Satan. Easily. There was a temptation that took place. Jesus was tempted. We're going to be tempted. Let me just say this. Jesus, uh, we will also have the enemy come against us. And maybe not Satan directly. He's only one created being. He's not a God. Satan is not a God. He's just a created angel that fell. And he can only be in one place at a time. But there are other principalities and powers and demonic beings and whatever, Jesus overcomes them all, and we have authority over them in Jesus' name. The Lord desires to do a work through us by his spirit, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Now, after John was put into prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And so immediately the, the, the gospel is, is being presented. The kingdom of God is ha at hand. Listen, those that don't know Jesus need to come to a place of being in the kingdom of God. You, the moment you acknowledge your sin, the moment you acknowledge that Jesus is able to take care of your sins, the moment you allow Jesus to come into your life, you are, you enter the kingdom of God, you are born of God, you are a child of God, you are in the kingdom of God. Jesus is within you. There needs to be, it says, preaching. He came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, the good news of the kingdom of God, and saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That the Lord would be working through us in the coming days and weeks and months. That we would take the time to share the gospel because that's the Lord wants to work through us. The Lord wants to work through us. That we would not be so caught up, we would be so... Tied up with our own things. Well, I know I just got too much stuff to do. My goodness. We can be a witness of Jesus Christ at work. We can be a witness of Jesus Christ wherever we go. We can be a witness of Jesus Christ. That he would increase. That we would decrease. Not my will. Your will be done, Lord. 
Lord, the work that you want to do through me to share the gospel, repent and believe in the gospel to do both things. And he does want to do th work through us. The very first thing, even as Jesus began his ministry, it says, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother. So that's Simon, Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. There was sacrifice. There was a recognizing this is the Son of God. We know as believers, we know who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior, that we would make him Lord in our lives and that we would do the things that he would have us do. And, and at this time, he is saying, I want you to go out and make disciples. I look forward to the opportunity that will come up. I don't know exactly when, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to gather the neighbors together that there would be, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to work and I know that whether there's a, a, a opportunity that day, I know there's going to be a connecting with some of the neighbors that live a, f a number of doors down that I may not know or know well, just in passing, to connect with them and we'll see what the Lord will do because the Lord will move by his spirit. The powerful thing of the gospel Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. If people don't hear the gospel, the good news that there is something that takes care of our sins, just one sin separates us from God. The gospel of Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did for us on the cross, takes care of that sin if we would believe. And the Lord desires, I think it's awesome that the Lord says, I, hey, I want you to, to be part of, of what it is to lead someone to Jesus, to tell them about Jesus. I want The Lord Jesus wants for us to take part in that. And the Holy Spirit is desiring to be a part of our lives, to, to, to work through us, to lead us, to drive us to a place of connecting with someone that doesn't know the Lord. I'll tell you, eternity is a long time. And if it is apart from God, eternity is forever apart from God. I would not want anybody to be apart from God. Lord, let me be used by you in these last days to give people that don't have a hope, a hope that they would have an opportunity to get things right with the Lord. You would use this. You say, do I have to be a pastor? Absolutely not. The people that you are connected with, I have no way to connect with them. You have, you have circles. You have acquaintances. You have friends. You have neighbors. I don't have them. You have them. And the Lord desires to work through you in these last days that entire families would get saved. Entire clans would get saved. That entire neighborhoods would get saved. The Lord is saying the harvest is ripe. It is now that we would go out and that we'd bring in a harvest. We'd pray to the Lord of the harvest. Hey, the harvest is ripe. Pray to the Lord of the harvest because the laborers are few. Lord, let me, that you would increase in my life, 
that I would decrease my, my busyness. Think about how much you do for yourself. I have to think about how much I do for myself. Lord, that I, could, I, I can put aside and, and, and sacrifice for others that, that don't know, especially that don't know you or that are young believers or need encouragement or need to be strengthened. He wants to work through us. He called disciples, followers of Jesus. Are you a follower of Jesus? A disciple would be one that would be a fisher of men. I'm going to make you fishers of men. In John 3, we, see, we hear Jesus talking to Nicodemus, the ruler. He was a, a, a Pharisee, a spiritual ruler in Jerusalem. And we, we have the, the passage that we all know, John 3.16. He's saying that to a religious man that needs to have faith not in his religion, in the law, but rather to have faith in Jesus Christ, in him. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. To have eternal life in these last days that we would do the talents, the gifts that we have, that we would use them, the... the even the weaknesses that we have, Lord, that your strength would be made perfect in my weaknesses, that you can use me to minister to others. Use me to minister to others. And so even as Jesus finished talking to Nicodemus, it says in verse 22, John 3, 22, after these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he remained with them and, ba and baptized now, John also, this is John the Baptist, Baptist, also was baptizing in Anon near Salem because there was much water there. You need water to baptize in water. And they came and were baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Then there arose a, dis a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you, Beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing, and all are coming to him. So they're saying, John, what's going on here? And John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I told you already, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. I'm a forerunner to prepare the way for the Lord Jesus, for, for the Christ, for the Messiah. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. And John was rejoicing that Jesus, the ministry had, had begun. His ministry had started. Jesus' ministry had started. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. And he says in verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, I must decrease. John knew my ministry. In fact, very shortly afterwards, he would be taken prison, prison uh, as a prisoner, 
and that he would be killed. They cut off his head. He was, I need to decrease. Even if it costs me my life, I must decrease. Let Jesus increase. In our lives, it may cost us something. There might be a sacrifice involved, but Jesus, that you would increase in my life, that I wouldn't just talk a talk, but not walk the walk. Lord, let me my talk and my walk line up together. Let it, let it be true before you. Let it be of, of, of that which would bring witness to you, to lift you up, to exalt you. Because as Jesus is, is, is lifted up, there will be a drawing to him of all men and women, children. There will be a drawing by the Holy Spirit as Jesus increases in our lives. He who comes from above is above all. As John the Baptist continues here, and John the disciple of Jesus is writing of this. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Jesus is Lord. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He was already, John was already prophesying that, that there would be a rejecting of Jesus, his testimony. And that's exactly what has happened to the Jews. They, they rejected Jesus 2,000 years ago. Even to this day, there are very few Jewish Christians. Very few. He who has received his testimony, the testimony of the Lord, has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the spirit by measure, measure saying, hey, the, the, the spirit of, of God is upon Jesus without measure, just like we can receive the Father loves the Son and has given all things into His hands. Now listen to verse 36, John 3, 36. This is John the Baptist. He was very clear in his focus. And as we would allow Jesus to increase in our life, let us be clear about our focus. Let us take the opportunities that we have I don't have your opportunities. You don't have my opportunities. So let the opportunities that we have, that there would be a lifting up of Jesus. Listen to what John the Baptist says. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Now I want you to know that we should never be afraid to talk about sin. It is sin that separates people from God. And if people don't believe in Jesus, their sins cannot be taken care of. Jesus took all sins of all mankind upon himself 2,000 years ago. And we need to believe in him for our salvation. We should not be afraid to talk about sin. Hey, I'm a good person. Have you sinned just one time? Well, come on, everybody sins. Exactly. We have all sinned, and we fall short of the glory of God. But the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. 
believe in who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross 2,000 years ago to take care of our sin. This summer, we have time. We have maybe more time than usual. And especially as things have lifted, people are just saying, I just want to be with other people. I want to be around other people. You know, two years ago, three years ago, it's like, hey, I just want to get away from people. Now it's like, I want to be with people. Let's use the time that we have, whether it's having a barbecue, whether it's, it's talking across the fence, whether it's stopping the lawnmower and, and, and just saying, hey, how you doing, neighbor? Whatever it may be, that we would take the opportunities in the coming days and weeks and months, that we would not shut things down. Listen, I'm not saying you can't go on a holiday or you can't go on vacation. Or, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, hey, when you go on a holiday or vacation, use the opportunity to mingle. And who knows where the Lord will lead you to speak to somebody because the power of the gospel is there to save an individual. It can save them just by hearing it. They just have to hear it and believe I need Jesus to save me from my sins. Repent and believe in the gospel because he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. They're dead in trespasses and sins. And if they don't believe in Jesus, they will continue to be dead to the point where they are apart from God for all eternity. And the wrath of God abides on them. We don't want the wrath of God to come upon anybody. And God doesn't want to pour out his wrath on those that don't believe on his son, but it says that, that he, there's a patience that God has. His heart is that none should perish, but that they would come to repentance. That's his heart. And the beautiful thing is he would work through us. He would work through us that Jesus would increase, that I would decrease, Lord, that you would be lifted up in my life in Jesus' name. This summer, every opportunity. It's interesting, this young man, this, this young, rich ruler comes to Jesus and he, he came running. This is Mark 10, verse 17. He came running and he knelt before Jesus and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What should I do to have eternal life? As I said last week, if you missed this, uh, the message last week, listen to it. Jesus said to him, to this young man, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. I'll tell you right now, the young man knew that Jesus was the Son of God. And Jesus was just stating, hey, you only call one that is good, God. Only God is called good. And Jesus was saying, yes, you are correct in calling me good. I am, the, I am God. I am the son of God. You know the commandments. And he lists the different commandments. Do not commit adultery. Commandment number seven. Do not murder. Commandment number six. Do not steal. Commandment number eight. Do not bear false witness. Number nine. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Commandment number five. This is Exodus chapter 20, the ten of the Ten Commandments. 
Have you broken any of these? And he answered, or he said to Jesus, Jesus, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Of all the Ten Commandments, I, I pointed out this last week, of all Ten Commandments, Jesus left all the ones out that he had broken. And he touched, touches, he didn't say anything about the first four commandments that talk about not having any other gods before God, that God would be first, that there would be no graven image made. It's talking about the, uh, the not using the name of, the, of, of God in vain. He left all those out, and he just, even he just touches on one commandment, the 10th commandment, about coveting. Coveting is like idolatry. Coveting is like, I need to have that. I need to have that. That's the most important. Man, I, I'm driving to get that thing. And it may be an object. It may be a profession or a career or an education. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't, aren't important, but my goodness, the Lord Jesus needs to be number one. And so he's coveting. He talked about the things of covetousness. And we get to a place at times where there's a covetousness about us, about perhaps time. That's my time. I don't have time for my neighbor. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here too. Because some days that you get tired or it's been a long week and we're tired. It's just like, I just, I just need a break. I need a rest. I'm looking forward to a break. Got a short a window of time coming up in July. It's, and it's not wrong. It's not bad. But I'll tell you right now. We may have to sacrifice or that we would put things in order. That we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, our strength, that we would love Him above all. And this other commandment of the greatest of the commandments is equal to it, love your neighbor as yourself. It's not like one and two, it's like one and one. You would love your neighbor as yourself. My goodness, there's neighbors just three doors down, two doors down. I know because we're in a circle, but two doors down, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Is it Tom? I think it's Tom. That's just two doors down. There's a, a few neighbors just around the bend. I, I don't, I've seen them. I don't know their name. To love your neighbor as yourself, I know where I'm going. Lord, that I would have a concern for my neighbors that don't know Jesus, and they're blindly heading to an eternity apart from God. I just want to interject here a little something. Just come to mind. There is such a prepping for what will come in the, the tribulation. It's not even funny. Now, listen, can I just say this? Just so you guys know, the vaccine that's, that people are getting or whatever is not the mark of the beast. Can I, can I just say that? The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. 
the mark of the beast, we know, will not come out until halfway through the tribulation, according to Revelations. Now, is there a prepping? Absolutely. There is a prepping to the point where people say, you know what, I'll take the vaccine because it allows me to travel now or whatever. And I'm not saying, hey, if you've got the vaccine, you got the vaccine. I'm not, it's not like, hey, you're a brother and sister in the Lord. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. Not at this point. There is a work that needs to be done before the trumpet sounds. Then the tribulation will begin. And then, listen, the Antichrist will not be revealed until the church is taken out of the way. Those that follow Jesus Christ. We're not in the tribulation yet. Trust me. This is nothing compared to when God's wrath is being poured out. This is nothing. We're just living in the last days. The Lord is shaking at this point and saying, Wake up, church. Wake up. There's not much time left. I'm saying as a pastor, the time that we have left, let us in the power of the Holy Spirit take in a harvest so that as many as possible can come to be with the Lord, that they don't have to go through the tribulation. Because if they get saved during the tribulation, it will cost them their life. You say, Pastor, can you see that? Oh, absolutely. I see it now. I see such a division, even within the church. How much more in the world when it comes to a simple thing like vaccine? It'll be the mark. It'll be very easy. Oh, you don't have the mark? Hey, you don't have the mark. Kill them. It says that you will not be able to buy or sell without the mark. Listen, right now, I thank God. The scriptures say in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says that there's a mystery of lawlessness. I'll tell you, there's a lawlessness that's going on right now that is covered up. But there's going to be a restraining of the lawlessness, and it is the restraining is already happening. And they're not able to push through the things that they want to push through. They can't. Because the church needs to be the church at this time, and the church is slowly starting to wake up. And God wants to do a powerful work through the church in these last days. He is looking not for a defeated church, but for a glorious church, moving and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we would be filled with the Holy Spirit and His power. We would be driven as Jesus was driven by the Holy Spirit to do the work that He had. He had a short window of time, three and a half years before He would go to the cross. And He knew it. Listen, folks, I don't know how much time we have left, but the clock is ticking. Say, Pastor, are you upset? I'm a, I'm, I'd be upset if we don't wake up. But I thank God there is a stirring and a quickening within the church. People are waking up. People are recognizing that there's not much time. They're saying, hey, what can I do? What, 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 what can we do? Let me just say this. The Internet, man, we need to use the Internet. The studio, what we as a church membership in, in our business meeting back in February said, hey, we need to have a, a place for our tech Thing. Well, it expanded from our business meeting to a studio. Let me, let me say this. The work we can't take 
a half a year to a year to finish this studio. My, my desire as a pastor is that this summer, I'm talking about not taking a break, not going and saying, well, hey, I can't do this. We'll wait till September. Now is the time. We will use every means that we can to see people get saved, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a group or a block party or, or whatever it may be, using the Internet. We will use it. This thing needs to get done. There's projects bits and pieces of this big project, smaller pieces, as it comes up, and we'll be letting you know, hey, this is coming up. Say, I don't have, if you're handy, we need you. And if you're not handy, just saying, well, I'm willing to learn, and I, I, can, I can learn, we can use you. And whatever ways, to get it ready, and also to be using. Listen, for those, I, I thank God. How many are you, of you are thankful for, not my generation, but the next generation? The younger generation, our, my, our children. Can we give them a hand? Oh, come on. We can do better than that. Absolutely. Listen, I thank God. They are so far beyond me when it comes to this, this tech stuff. Listen, and I know some, there are many in my generation that say, hey, I, hey I, don't cut me out of this. I know tech stuff too. What I'm saying is, we will use, we need to use whatever means we can, that Jesus would increase, that we would decrease, and that the work of the Lord would be done in these last days. And here this young man, this rich ruler, because Jesus, he, he, it says he looked at him. It says, Jesus looking at him. Let me just read the, the verse before, if I can find it here. Um, well, it talks about, hey, give up. He says in verse 21, Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. And every, everything that this one man lacked took care of all of the other five things that he didn't have. No, number one, two, three, four of the Ten Commandments, and number ten. He says, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. He walked away. Jesus looked around, then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, so he clarifies now, So, because listen, some of you may be more well off. You may be more well off. He expands on this. He says, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Their faith is in their material wealth. Folks, when it comes to material things, you know what? On Tuesday, when Denny left this planet, the joy was not in how much wealth he had accumulated, but the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, was upon him because of who he believed in. 
and where he knew he was going to spend eternity with God. He can't, he couldn't take anything with him. There is nothing we can take with us. Material things that our faith and trust and our pursuit would not be of material things, but rather that it would be that we would place our trust in Jesus. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. A rich man that trusts in his riches. I know some would say, yeah, there's, there's this eye of the, the needle that's a, a, a small thing uh, opening in the wall of one of the, in, in Jerusalem. And uh, the, the camel, only way it could get through is if it took off all its, its packages. No, 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 no. It's not even that. It is exactly what Jesus said. A camel cannot fit through the eye of a needle. Never. Can I just say this? If you place your trust in anything but Jesus Christ, you will not make it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. That's the eye of the needle right there. That is the door. That is the only way to God the Father. We would present people with eternal life. We would present people with eternal life. And they were greatly astonished and saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it is impossible. It is impossible to be saved by our own works, our own goodness, our own righteousness, our own religion or faith in religion, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. When it comes to salvation, it is possible through Jesus Christ. Can we stand together? You know what? I believe the Lord is going to do some amazing works through you through you as you just say Lord you know I haven't arrived yet I'm not perfect I'm not preacher I'm not a preacher and I'm not much of a preacher either I'm not like Pastor Dave you don't need to be like like me thank God you don't need to be like me but you say Lord in who I am I'm saying yes that you would increase in my life that I would decrease and Jesus, you would be first and foremost, and in, in, in without even a word being said, that people would know, oh, man, there's something different about that person. It must, it must, are they a Christian? And even as your speech and your conduct would convey that Jesus is Lord in your life, he's lifted up. The Lord will use openings that you have by the Spirit of God. And as you are willing to be used, the Lord will give you opportunity to lead people to Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. He was still thinking materially. Lord, we left our house, our houses. We left our, our jobs and whatever. 
It's not about the material things. So Jesus answered, said, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution, with persecution, and in the age to come, eternal life. You know what? As I look around here, I see brothers and sisters in the Lord. Man, we were talking uh, just the other day about when, when the church, when we came to a, a little church that had started back in 1975, and we came in 1977, the very first service that we attended. I was 13 years of age. My mom and dad were a lot younger, my two brothers. There was two other people. There were seven of us. Betty Ann, you know, Sam came to the church when she was just a little girl. But I look at how much has there has been an expanding of the family of God, brothers and sisters. Betty Ann, I just say, thank you, Jesus. We knew you way back when, back in the mid-70s, just picking up. Didn't see you much. But here now, and Jim, and all of you, I just say the family of God has expanded truly a hundredfold, that it would expand a hundredfold. And for the sake of eternal life, yes, there may be persecutions, but eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the, and the last shall be first, speaking probably of the, the Jews. They were first. They, they, they knew of God first. But they rejected Christ, but they will come to know Jesus before the tribulation, at the end of the tribulation. And it says in one hour, the whole nation will be saved as they look on Jesus whom they pierced. In one hour, an entire nation saved as they place their faith in Jesus Christ. With God, all things are possible. That there would be a coming to Jesus. Lord, we just, we thank you that you would call us. You would privilege us with the, the task of bringing others to you, to you, to entrust us with the message of the gospel, not being afraid to talk about sin because we have a solution to the, 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 the problem of sin. And it is in you. Lord, I pray that you will work through us in these last days. Lord, if there's anybody that's watching on, online at this time, that they would make a confession that they have sinned. And Lord, that they would make a confession that you are the one that died for them, that they would say, I believe Jesus died. He took my sins and, and, and died for me. I believe it. And I believe that he overcame death and hell. And in the power of sin, and he rose again. I believe it, and I allow him, I ask him to come into my life. Lord, I pray they would make these confessions by faith. And Lord, that they would receive eternal life. Lord, I pray, I pray, pour out your spirit upon us. And Lord, I pray, use us in these last days to lift you up. You will do the work of drawing by your spirit people, men, women, children to you.
in these last days. That they would know eternal life. That they would know forgiveness. That they would know what it is to stand righteous before God Almighty. Because their faith is in you. Lord, use us. Lord, let us make the sacrifices. We have to make sacrifices this, this summer especially. And if the, the two months, Lord, I pray that there will be such a work accomplished of bringing souls to you. Let us use the opportunities. I pray your spirit upon each and every one in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Don't we have an awesome God? Let's give the Lord a hand. He is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just uh, as you head out, um, uh, just thank you for being here this morning. So many of you are here this morning, and, and uh, uh, some I haven't seen for a while. I just say thank you for coming and that we can be family together. God bless you today. Have a wonderful day. Don't forget uh, this Saturday, if you can, mark it in your calendar or in your phone, your note, whatever, and uh, 1 o'clock, let's, let's be here for our sister, Lynn, and for her family. I haven't met one of her sons. Th some of you know Denny Audette uh, Jr. Uh, let's bless them. Uh, so come this Saturday. And uh, also, yeah, if you in the morning, we want to do maybe an hour or so of, of weeding and cleaning up. Join us as we uh, have that time on Saturday morning. God bless. Have a great day. Love you guys. And uh, uh, anybody that needs prayer at this point, uh, please feel free to come forward. We want to pray for you that God will do a work of healing, or for somebody else, if you have a need, uh, you're free to come forward. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.